GM, GM, everyone, bonjour, guten morgen, dobro utro, labrit. That is basically the way how we do it here in Web3 spaces in Europe. We're happy to have everyone on our weekly episode of Origin XYZ, the show, the Web3 show, about origins of the biggest OGs in the space with, you know, this European spirit. We're live every Tuesday, 2 p.m. GMT time, and as always, I'm your host, Nikita Tsikaluk, together with my outstanding friend, Hanna, also known as Rekt Alice. Guys, make sure that you share the space, make sure that you invite your friends, because this one's gonna be massive, specifically if you know anything about fashion. If you know anything about digital fashion, AR technology, we have the Fabricant team, and I'm extremely happy to welcome on stage Kerry, Amber, and the wonderful Adriana that won't join us today, but she's always with us. So, GM, GM, guys. GM, what's up? GM. Thanks for having us. Guys, we're extremely happy for having you here today, and as Hannah said at the beginning, she tried to be as fashion for this show as possible. So I'm also sitting <laughs> in my uh, latest Montclair Palm Angels collaboration. So guys, we're ready to have a productive discussion with you today. Uh, above, I just pinned the show one-on-one discussion with Adriana uh, that I had a couple of weeks ago. And I would love to start with the same question I asked your third co-founder of uh, The Fabricant and Zent of last year. What was the year 2022 in sense of traditional fashion for both of you? What are some of the biggest highlights, biggest mo- memories uh, of yours of fashion in 2022 for both of you guys? You go, Amber. Traditional fashion is your world. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, 2022 was a very big year. I think... Um, the idea that we just went back to kind of physicality was very apparent. You know, you saw that the the digital world um, on the one hand by traditional brands got really left behind and a lot of people were against. And on the other hand, it got really adopted. And I think what we've seen is the adoption of Web3 within fashion. I mean, fashion always used to be the slowest industry to adopt to anything, right? It was very, very slow. I heard stories from one fashion journalist that she had to in the 2000s or you know when email was already there she had to fax a fashion company to be a part of a fashion show which is you know absolutely ridiculous in this day and age but this was you know the state of fashion that that it was in but i think right now what a lot of these fashion brands have realized is that you know web3 is it can be this wonderful bridge for them to to go into this new space and I think almost all of them were like in the front of the line to want to do something. And we could see like left and right brands entering the metaverse. And, you know, there was a big movement towards wanting to go to a more digital space. And I think that is, yeah, we don't really stand still enough, you know, but to the fact that that actually happened, because I believe like within uh, the pandemic in 2020, like brands didn't really have a choice. They had to go into digital to be able to survive, um, you know, if they still wanted to present their collections. Like we did some visualizations for brands like Puma or even Off-White, uh, worked with Virgil Abloh to really display uh, the collections that they've done 
and to um to be able to still display what they had created but now since the world has opened up like obviously the, there could be physical experiences again which we've seen a lot of but still um uh, we see also that a lot of brands are moving into the space and you can say a lot about how they do it obviously uh, but i do feel like the movement is very apparent and to be honest digital fashion has become an entity of its own it has become an industry it has become like a massive sort of movement and there is no stopping it anymore you know so that makes me extremely excited i don't know gary do you want to add anything on to that yeah i'll echo definitely the part about the roller coaster year that was in 2022 and early on we were still looking at a lot of uh, digital fashion events uh we had the metaverse fashion week in, in march and a lot of the brands were still talking about enabling something in in the digital only space and then as soon as it became evident that hey our lives are becoming uh, uh real again that we're going into real events i think the fashion industry traditional fashion industry moved very quickly back into traditional fashion shows and doing everything traditional so i always say we took two steps forward and then in 2022, we took one step backwards when it came down to, to digital fashion. Um, so that, that's how I experienced it. Uh, you know, that's what the traditional fashion industry is doing. However, the let's say the Web3 is here to stay. The metaverse is here to stay. Uh, all the digital fashion uh, opportunities are here to stay because people understand that this is a new opportunity to connect to to new consumers, especially within the gaming industry. It's an opportunity to create sustainable revenue coming from a new source, and it's an opportunity to be innovative. And if anything that fashion brands have a need of is to be innovative. So a lot of the conversations that we have had with them last year and those conversations continue to this year is how do we enable a long-term strategic roadmap in creating value, in growing our community, creating value to our current consumer and creating value to our new consumers. So I love that there is a lot of long-term thinking right now when 2021, 2022 was still very short-term thinking. How can we drop an NFT project and make a lot of money out of it? And then let's figure out the other stuff later on when we've really moved into this qualitative discussion in value creation for every everybody who participates. So that, that's uh, that's the very cool thing about it. And for the rest, when it comes down to traditional fashion industry, I don't pay too much attention on what's happens in the in the fashion weeks, uh, simply because I feel like that it's it's the same narrative over and over again. You know, it's like going to the movies and watching uh, the same movie over again because that's what's happening, right? You know, all these Hollywood movies they follow the same narrative with a different visual. Uh, on, on the on the front side and uh, yeah that's what f- fashion is all about as well and uh, as as the fabricant we're true believers in minimizing the, the environmental impact uh, of the traditional fashion industry and we truly believe that digital fashion is the key to being innovative sustainable and in the end more profitable and scalable as well I absolutely love it and actually all these things that you said being transparable being more Vision, creating this new income stream. That's what basically blockchain, the whole Web3 space, allows all these brands. And I mean, the fact that you know that there are brands like uh, Dolce Gabbana, Givenchy, Gucci, who are already there, but perhaps they're not 
getting max out of it perhaps they're not doing it in the most sustainable way that's actually summarize everything that happened in 2022 i was not that much interesting in specific uh shows whether it paris or milan but actually the fact that brands are moving to this space and hearing it from you uh you witness it that you are researching these brands it means a lot meaning that the industry itself is moving in the whole new ecosystem and here it's not only about blockchain it's actually the whole a uh, digital space with ar vr technologies uh, you mentioned also the fact of gaming how gaming uh, helps us to consume this digital ecosystem so absolutely appreciate both of you sharing your narrative about where are we right now and which trajectory are we going to take but before we dive deeper I do believe that the question that Hannah uh, especially loves to ask our uh, our guests is what is your origin story in the fashion? So what did you guys do five, ten years before uh, before you actually started the Fabricant, before you actually saw huge opportunity in all this digital fashion ecosystem? What is your original story? Co Amber, your your story starts way before mine. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a it's been a journey. Um yeah, so I mean I was in fashion school, so um yeah, I started studying, I think this was in two thousand eleven or twelve, I started studying fashion, like traditional fashion design. Um I've always been obsessed with identity. So for me, identity is is you know, it's a way to express yourself, it's a language, is um, yeah, mode to really show who you are and tell your story. And I think this is, um, for me, always what has uh, been very apparent with fashion is that you can shape that narrative of what you want to say. And that has fascinated me from a very young age. Um, my mom is a seamstress, so she, you know, basically let me sometimes design dresses and she would make them for me. Um, and then, you know, I would also, you know, I'm a millennial, so I'm in between kind of these spaces. So, I grew up um, understanding that the internet was coming of age and, you know, we could use things and I would play dress up games. I would play the Sims. I would do all these digital things. And that has always really fascinated me. I could spend hours there. And I think um, one thing to really keep in mind is, you know, that, you know, at that point, fashion was really known as some this kind of really massive entity and, you know, very special. And if you would go into fashion, that would be really special. And, I felt like it always was very true to how I lived my life, like very close to me. But then when I entered fashion school, I saw how competitive the industry was, how horrible they treated people uh, and also the environment. So the documentary, The True Cost, came out uh, back in 2014 or 15, something like that, where you saw literally you know, um, uh, colors of, of rivers turning into toxic dyes, like just the awful things that were going on in the industry. Also, Rana Plaza factory collapsing and thousands of people dying. Um, brands basically uh, burning beautiful new clothing just to keep the value of their brand high up. Uh, all these things started coming out. I was like, why? What am I actually contributing uh, to this industry? What, what am I bringing here? And I felt like I didn't want to work in traditional fashion. So during my studies, we learned how to work with uh, 3D software. Uh, to create digital clothing or to create like a digital model of a garment and then we would print it out and make it but then I realized like why do we still have to like print it out why can't we wear it digitally since our lives are becoming more digital so started experimenting with VR and AR and 
all these crazy things. And yeah, a lot of the, yeah, I decided to wanted to graduate in a digital, uh, with digital collection. And this has actually never been done before. <laughs> so like all of the teachers were like, okay, yeah, we don't know how to judge you. Like just see, and we'll see what, what works and how we want to do all this stuff. Um, uh, but Why then... aren't they actually against it? Because I have a couple yeah. of people recently, 2022, from some of the top universities who were graduating with an NFT work, NFT project, also people coming from art background, fashion background, and they were sad that no, there is no NFTs, there is no like uh, Web3 project, you need to do a traditional work. Did you yeah. face this kind of problem or something? Yeah, for sure. Like everybody called me crazy. Everybody thought like this is like this is never gonna work. Like you know, uh, fashion and gaming are so different. Well, for me, they are so the same, right? You also pick your character, and there's also a part of your identity in this virtual world. And it made so much sense to me, but like to a lot of people around me, it didn't make any sense. And you know, I would I would have my teachers who would put on the VR glasses and look through and be like, yeah, this is never gonna happen. <laughs> you know, like just a lot of like. Um, yeah, ridicule uh, of, of that this was going to be a thing and also a lot of criticism that you need to touch fashion in order for it to be to have meaning, let's say, for it to be valuable uh, but in the end they did give me the space like they had no idea what I was doing they had no idea what the vision was like I told them like, yeah, people are going to wear holograms in the future and we'll wear like these digital layers on top of ourselves and we can change that and they were like are you crazy? Yeah, they were like, are you absolutely insane? And then when I created the exhibition and I and I put everything in place and I showed people what I mean, what I meant, um, you know, when I really made it visual. So I had a live model who was wearing a digital garment and it was moving with her and it looked like she was wearing a digital garment as a layer on top of her. It was like a kind of a, yeah exhibition that I created. And then then finally when they saw it in front of their eyes that's when they got it and that's when they were like okay this is insane like but like in a good way you know and and I presented that to you know different places in, in Netherlands and at some point um, in the summer after I half a year after I graduated um, that's when I you know showed the show one more time and that's when Carrie walked into that exhibition <laughs> and maybe Carrie you can share your, your side of the story from there because I feel like you know, a lot to share on your end as well. Great segue. Um, yeah, so l let me rewind back uh, a little bit from that moment. Uh, so I was working in the advertising industry and, you know, with fantastic clients and I'm still super proud of it. Google, Facebook, Apple, amazing projects, but I had zero purpose for me. And I ended up doing a, a leadership course in Amsterdam back in 2015, where I actually originally met Adriana, our third co-founder as well, who joined us later. And in, in my class, there was also the, the director of uh, Amfi, the Amsterdam Fashion Institute. And through her, I got to hear a little bit about stories about fashion. And of course, you know, I thought fashion was fully automated. I thought, you know, robots are constructing garments and it's, uh, you know, the supply chain works extremely efficiently. And it's just, a, you know, a cute industry that works very, very well, only to hear all, all about the challenges about how it's completely not automated, how the supply chain is completely fragmented, and how it's totally not digital. And I started hearing uh, Amber's name in a few conversations, like, yeah, we have this student, you know, he's doing amazingly innovative stuff around 3D and, you know, I'm like, OK, well, I, I understand 3D extremely well, having worked in it for almost 20 years. And I'm like, OK, well, you know, let, let's see what this is about. But 
you know, fast forward a, a few months later, there was the, the graduation show. And I was just going around looking at everybody's creations. And, you know, everybody had done something physical. You know, there were really creative uh, things being done. And I was super impressed about how creative the industry was. And uh, right about when I was about to walk out from the from, from the exhibition, I saw Amber stand because it was behind closed curtains. It was like black curtains. So not the most inviting thing, but it was very curious what was happening there. So I went and, went, went and looked and there comes... Uh, Amber running in her high heel shoes and like super excited to show me uh, what it's all about. And, uh, you know, I saw it and it was kind of like this hologram being overlaid over an IRL body, which was, you know, very impressive to see because it showed it showed vision. It showed, um, you know, bringing, uh, you know, the IRL and the URL world together essentially blending, you know, the digital with the physical already before, you know, augmented reality was a thing. And you're really just envisioning of how, you know, fashion in the future will work using the technology of today. And that was really cool. And, you know, Amber and I, just, we just started speaking. And, uh, you know, from a creative standpoint, we, we really clicked it off and, you know, cap- both capable of seeing like, hey, where this is going. And, uh, you know, to start it really... Uh, saying like, okay, well, what would an initial collaboration look like? So that was all about combining skill sets. Amber from the traditional fashion, uh, myself more from the 3D background. And later we also uh, implemented another very technical 3D person into it. And what we started out playing around was just, you know, automating uh, automating these so-called pipelines, you know, using motion capture, for instance, to automate the movement of clothing. And all of our initial uh, uh, results that we were getting from these projects, they were just super exciting. And it was really envisioning this new future that did, didn't exist at that point. So I already started getting a hunch that, hey, there might be a business opportunity behind this. And then, you know, as we just kept doing, you know, more and more uh, experimentation, creating more and more content, showing it to people, everybody was just super excited. The fashion schools were excited. The brands were excited. Uh, non-fashion people were excited so it was a no no brainer just to go full force with it even though there was no uh true uh what, what do you call it there was no true signs of product market fit of how can you actually create a sustainable business out of this and grow a business but amber and i we were both super excited by the concept of digital fashion house uh, again, a word that we saw nowhere to be used. You know, nobody was even using the terminology "digital fashion" at that point. So it was it was it was new. Uh, you know, so from 2016 to 2018, uh, you know, it was just a lot of experimentation until we just you know decided to go full force forward with it. And uh, very soon, all of that um, uh, content that we created, it was picked up. It was picked up by Nike over here. It was picked up by uh, a luxury retailer in Hong Kong who happened to be our first uh, project. It was picked up by uh, one of the largest denim companies in the world who we ended up doing some amazing visualizations around denim and fashion design. So 2018, you know, it was a big risk for us, uh, but it ended up uh, very, very well. And ever since then, it's just been thriving forward. I'm not saying it's it's been easy. It's been extremely difficult and extremely challenging and uncertain and constantly, you know, thinking that, uh, yeah, this is not going to move forward. But, you know, we keep growing, the industry keeps going and, you know, there's amazing uh, 
amazing partners uh, in the ecosystem doing amazing things and uh, yeah there's there's no stopping of digital fashion it's it's very clear right now that it is here to stay it is here to grow and it's here to create value in every single way it is definitely here to stay and uh, me just like everyone who is listening to us here today i see amazing artists amazing uh, designers uh, guys are here today we should say thank you guys for joining this space that early because i do believe that back then when you started the fabricant it was way smaller there were no noise around the space there were like the crypto itself the the term nft didn't almost exist back then and you knew that this thing gonna be huge and i mean even though right now we all understand that the digital fashion is here to stay, we're still extremely early. It might take us five, ten, and other years for the technology itself to establish, for the technology to get the mass adoption, but uh, you're innovating the space right now, and it was extremely interesting to hear that you had this idea that early in your personal life, and you've been always fascinating about combining all this technological advancement together with fashion and getting the maximum uh, out of it. So I do believe that the most logical question, since we just discussed the technologies here to stay, would be as follows. Would you say that the fabricant is your way to innovate in the space as the primary goal for you to try new technologies on the base, on the base of the blockchain you would still say that the main goal of the fabricant is to bring masses to digital fashion by showcasing its different opportunities, collaborating with uh, some of the biggest brands, as you mentioned before. So what would you put above, technology or people? Hmm. Nice question. Um, I'll, I'll keep it short and uh, I'll, I'll let Amber build on it because we have a similar vision around this. For me, it's always about combining three different things. It's about combining creativity, you know, the excellence in creativity, new ideas or new connections together with technology, technology that exists today and the technology that's coming tomorrow and business model. So creativity, technology and business model is, is the key to success with any company, I say. You need those three ingredients where the business model is the foundation of how you stay alive. The technology is the enabler and the creativity is what people see, what people experience emotionally. When you have a, a great combination of those three, you have a winning product. Amber. Yeah, I agree, of course. Um, I do feel like as well, like um, it's important to say like when we are creating this industry, obviously what we do is we need to lead by example. So that why, that's why we've always said, you know, we want to create the experiences as well. And we want to show people that there is a viable business model in digital fashion. And because of that, we have to have that in place. Like if we would just create beautiful visuals and nothing would come out of that, then there wouldn't be as much value because it wouldn't show that, you know, the rest of the industry could do the same as us. And everything that we do it becomes a blueprint for others to do the same and to follow us and to um, create their uh, own stories around it basically so we provide the tools and the platform and the tech uh, but also the philosophy and the things for people to really 
jump into this space and join us in the movement because it's an extremely important thing that you are aware of what what are the possibilities of how you want to create your brand and how you want to launch this like if you would go from fashion school let's say where where do you go like to launch your brand usually as a fashion designer you would have to set up an entire business you need a business person to join you you would need, need like investment uh, you need the production you need all the stuff and i think what digital fashion really allows you to do is to monetize of your craft and monetize of your creations with this new business model and if the tools are provided it's much easier for creators to actually be involved and to create their own new value system and that is really what we set out to do which does involve you know these three elements it, it, it involves creativity tech and business it needs all of these three elements to to stay alive and to uh, create something meaningful because if it's just either of the of them then it's not interesting enough. So yeah, I fully agree. I love that triage of creativity, tech and business, because I think that is the, you know, the triage of every sort of successful Web3 um, project and community. And I think that's, you know, you just, I, I love the way that you've constructed that. Um, in terms of like the fabricant moving forward, like this year, what are your, uh, goals and plans what are you most excited about and and you know what do you see in, in terms of future trends for the digital fashion space going forward yeah I can take this one and you can add on Carrie um yeah so I think what's extremely exciting is the fact that we get to shape the narrative of what digital fashion is going to be and I think that is, you know, for everybody that's in the space, everybody has their own story. And I think what we are doing this year is actually we are shaping our own narrative uh, with this uh, beautiful new story that we will unfold over the coming year, which involves drops, uh, collections, uh, collaborations with brands, like all kinds of things that are happening in the coming year. And it will be like a, a kind of a gated experience where you'll be able to, be, to be a part of this and co-create the collections with us. Because this is something very important to us, the connection to the community, the connection with who wants to join us in this movement. It's not just us creating beautiful clothing, but it's also about the community influencing what we are doing and to be able to be a part of it. So all that we want to create is like participation. And next to that is that we want to lay the groundwork and foundation for other brands to jump into the space as well. And that's what we are helping them out with as well. So basically the next year is going to be extremely exciting for us. Uh, there is a massive task at hand, but we are super excited about the where it's going. So, yeah, maybe Carrie, you want to add on to that? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more from the, the business angle that, you know, 2023 is, is all about enabling. It's all about connecting the physical fashion brands into the so-called metaverse. And it's giving utility to the consumers. And the fabricant is right in the middle of it, seeing ourselves as a, as a launch pad for creators that's Creators, we mean fashion brands, we mean individual designers, anybody who see them, sees themselves as a creator to create their own digital fashion items, their own digital fashion collections. And we want to give a lot of value you know, to both parties on the, on the business side and on the consumer side. So we're really acting as, a, let's say, the enabler right in the middle between the brands and the consumers and our own brand. So the key value drivers that we have are, you know, the brand that Amber is building is the technology that allows us to produce at scale and distribute our items at scale. 
uh, simply because there's a lot of technicalities that go into enabling these items. And then it's really finding product market fit, identifying the target audiences and the groups of people who truly love digital fashion and identifying what is their core need with digital fashion. How does digital fashion actually make their lives better than before where in a few years time people are be like they're going to be like how did i even live without digital fashion similar to the smartphone you know like there was a lot of uh, pushback on the smartphone but now it's hard to imagine a life um, without it so 20 i i love i i love what you're saying about the product market fit because i see i think we've seen so many examples of this and also examples of bad product market fit like what just happened with porsche right is a perfect example of that. So the fact that you're engaging your community um, and getting them to actually be actively a creator, so understanding and use, utilizing that data to then inform, it sounds like is is genius. And you know, I'm sure you'll go all the way. I'm just listening to you and I'm hearing that you like because people speak, but I don't think uh, a lot of people actually really how much work has probably been put in to get to this point and how much work you still have to do i mean the technology itself is such a huge achievement and i'm sure you're still building but i was just listening and i was, I was listening to you sort of like just you know talking about brands major brands like yeah by the way we've been this one that one have you had any sort of magical moments like i know in my journey there's been a few moments that have happened to me that i just will never forget and just just made me so excited about what I'm doing. I wanted to ask you guys about those magic moments. Has there been a particular deal or a particular moment in the creation of the fabricant that really like just stay with you and and you'd like to share? Great question. This is so many so many of them, of course. I I, I don't let, let, let me um, uh, name three. And Amber, you can uh, name your favorite ones. My favorite ones are uh, 2019, of course. Uh, we, you know, iridescent stress uh, that we sold on the blockchain. It's been seen as the first ever digital couture item sold on the blockchain, which was for 54 ETH. Then uh, working together with Virtual Abla in 2020, being the, the first company to bring him into the digital space. Uh, working with him was a pleasure, you know, just being inspired by him was a pleasure. And then, of course, uh, 21, 22, when we just really saw digital fashion taking off and we were able to raise uh, our Series A, which was a 14 million round. Uh, that to me, you know, was a showcase that the, you know, the outside world gets it. You know, there, there's validation from the consumers, there's validation from the brands and there's validation from uh, VCs. And we see a lot more investments into the digital fashion space. So for me, that moment was like a very clear sign of like, hey, it's it's accelerating. Now now it's moving. Once the money starts flowing into the space, we know that there's going to be a lot of value being created. And I really related to you know how the internet first came out. Uh, it was around 1997 that I started using the internet. And we see similar trends with Web3, with crypto, with blockchain. And digital fashion falls under that as well. Uh, you know, we are the, the first movers, the the people who try and test, and then we get the second movers coming into the space who will learn from our mistakes and do it better, and that will only make us more competitive. And uh, we're all here just to drive value. So th those are my favorite examples. 
Damn, I have so, like yeah, I have the same uh, as Carrie, obviously. Uh, but I'll I'll name some different ones, um, maybe to shake it up a little bit. I think um, you know one moment I remember it was quite in the beginning of the fabricants. I think it was during Paris Fashion Week. We did a project together with a very major retailer in, in Hong Kong, and I remember Carrie and I going to Paris and suddenly seeing our image, our render, all over Paris. Like it was on every single street corner and. It was just such a massive, you know, kind of moment where we were like, oh, whoa, this actually <laughs> has impact, you know, and, and people are seeing digital items now on the street instead of physical goods. So that was a ma major one. Um, I'm thinking another one uh, was NFT NYC this summer. This was also massive where we did an event together with Spatial and Samsung and we had people lined up around the block. Like it was, it was insane. People were like, yeah, we want to get in and people couldn't get in because it was just... Yeah, for us, that was such a major moment. We were like, wow, this space is, is so, is growing so big and it's everybody is here to, to do it with us. And so incredibly grateful that we were able to have, um, yeah, that experience with all the people around us. And yeah, um, many other moments, like also uh, working with brands, working very closely to really create the impact. Yeah, I think the, the moment with, with Virgil Abla was like massive, you know, to be able to sit with him on a call and, actually be inspired by his vision like the things he shared was so interesting like I remember Carrie and I just talking about that afterwards like what did he say exactly because it's so high level and we we're like trying to understand like what was going on um but that's still one of the the projects I'm most proud of because it, it really got together our best side and their best side and it created something that none of us on our own could have created and I think these are the best ingredients for a collaboration when you know you're both more than the sum of your parts so yeah, I guess that's it for now. I love it. What a memory to have in your life. So it seems like you guys have been working so hard all your life to make it happen. And I know that you're also not looking for the easiest way. I know that you're putting your community, you're putting long-term goals above everything else. So why don't we talk about your recent drop, uh, Holland? I know from uh, our friend Adriana that this is going to be a long-term journey for you. I know that there is a lot of surprises coming soon. I know that you have a lot of collection pieces that you'll be dropping uh, month after month. You have a lot of partners also who will join you. So why don't you talk uh, about what can we expect uh, from your upcoming drops? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's really exciting because we're launching this first for the first time this massive long-term narrative, and it's really going to be about um, the maximization of of self-expression and and how you uh, want to really express yourself in these online worlds. And like I said, it will be a lot of co-creation. So um, almost every drop, you'll be able to design the clothing with us. So deciding on the different patterns, different colors, you'll be influencing what the garments will look like. And when you mint, you're also a part of um, uh, the revenue split. So that's really how it works on our platform. Whenever you uh, mint a garment and you sell it afterwards, uh, everybody that is involved gets the equal profit share, uh, which is something that really goes against the traditional fashion system because where, where collaborations are usually very unequal. 
we want to create, you know, the space for everybody to be equally valued and also have um, the kind of equal revenue revenue split. And, um, you know, the, the narrative will unfold. And I think the beauty of it is that it is um, a long-term story that will involve like all kinds of different characters. And uh, for the first chapter, there is this uh, character and she is evolving over time and you see her developing and wearing different bodies, wearing different looks. And um, yeah, really the character itself being developed as the character and I think um, the beauty of it is that you know you're able to influence that too and it's no longer just about sending but it's also about receiving the information and doing something with that and uh, creating something as uh, something that we do together instead of just it us being the ones deciding on what needs to happen like so many fashion brands they just send stuff right it's just like oh we just create this collection and we hope people will like it but I think what we want to do is really turn that around and have our community very closely involved with all of the stuff that we're creating um, for them to be able to be involved in it and also be a part of uh, however successful this will be, right? Because if you become a part of this, then um, yeah, you'll be also part of the, the narrative over time. And um, that's what we see the power of Web3 really being. Like we all benefit out of this. It's not just us, it's, it's everyone. And just to add from the practical side, we're working with a lot of fashion brands and some really cool celebrities and other companies. And everybody who joins the whole land right now will get access to all of those. So it's really about being a close-knit community uh, where we constantly bringing value into it, but also expecting the community to create value. It's about us including our community into our brand collaborations. And yeah, there's just so much in the pipeline right now and so many cool ones that we've already committed to this year. So can't wait to start showing it. I think it starts around April, May when the first big ones start dropping. And then it's just like constant value creation until the end of the year. So there's a really cool stuff coming up. And like I said, we're really at the at the middle between the, the high quality luxury fashion brands and the consumers, you know, bringing high quality fashion into the space, inspiring the space with our high quality digital only fashion, and then creating those utility cases where people actually get to start using digital fashion in their virtual lives, in their physical lives. So yeah, really, really excited for this year, because uh, I'm super excited about what we're doing. But I'm also very excited about what, what else is happening in the space? I know there's a lot of people uh, creating value, and we're all building we're building the digital fashion industry together. Because in in the future, it will be bigger than the physical fashion industry, simply because it is more scalable, more accessible, and more democratic than the traditional physical fashion industry. I mean, I should absolutely acknowledge the fact that in any of your replies, you're putting the word we, us, together, above everything else. And I absolutely respect that we are growing. All of us, people who are contributing to the space, people who are innovating, we're growing all together. Digital fashion is still extremely young and it's going to take us some time to establish this fundamentals, to establish how it's going to look for the future. But you guys are... Already doing it right now, uh, being the world's first digital-only fashion house. 
partnering with some of the biggest traditional brands, uh, having some of the most trending Snapchat, uh, Instagram, uh, face filters. What's next for you? What would be the end goal uh, for both of you personally in this Web3 space, in this digital fashion space, when you say that, hey, you know what? I've done everything I wanted to do. What is this end goal for both of you? I love, love that question. Um, for, for me, it's about making digital fashion industry bigger than the physical fashion industry. It's about reducing the amount of uh, physical items being created. Not saying to fully eliminate physical fashion. Absolutely not. I'm just saying that there's enough already being produced and digital fashion can be a great replacement to cater for our emotional needs when it comes around clothing and fashion because let's be realistic, it is not about the function, it is about the emotion, and digital fashion can definitely cater for that. Yeah, I love it so much. Amber? Yeah, same. Like I, you know, for me, that for sure, and I think uh, with the digital fashion brands, you know, we really want to create um, show what is possible with the use of technology. You know, if we shape new narratives, like how, what is it going to look like? How will we inspire the world with what fashion is like digital fashion is capable of and with that fashion as well, you know, because in a way it's a natural evolution. Uh, the fashion shows right now, they are quite boring because they there is no theatrical aspect anymore. But if you would look at shows in, you know, the, the 80s and 90s with Alexander McQueen and all these incredible fashion designers who were doing these major societal movements where you would watch the show and you would know what was going on in the time, the, the time, you know, in the zeitgeist, in the, 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 how do you say that, the ghost of the time, really to understand, like, what society was going through. And I think that still really holds true to what fashion is. It's this translation of society. It's, it's the narratives that we all tell uh, with everything that's going on in our lives. It's an emotional journey. And, and I think that I hope that we can really bring that back with digital fashion to bring the creativity back, to bring all of these incredible stories from all of these designers. Um, you know, even if you graduate from a digital or from a school, traditional fashion school, how many of these designers actually have a job, you know, in the end, like they always go to a bigger fashion house or very little of them actually create their own brands. And I really hope that the technology that we are creating will enable these types of creators to really monetize uh, their creativity and share their story because the world needs their stories. The world needs them. And I think for for us, that is the most important thing that we can develop the ecosystem and, and the inspiration for others to do the same and follow us. I love it. I love it. And there is definitely a lot still to learn and there is definitely a lot to already uh, see to already learn from you and other brands uh, who joined the space so talking about learning together with you learning from you what are some of the brands that already entered the web3 space either through nft drop or digital collectibles uh, wearables that inspire you the most someone at whom you look and you say, hey, you know what? I would love to do something like this or I really love the model, uh, the business models they're building out there. Any names you can share with us? Carrie, I think your profile pic says a lot. So maybe you should share, share something about that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I was, uh, I was on something else. Would you mind uh, repeating the question? 
<laughs> I love it. I love being thanked. You know yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Harry, yeah, it happens. It happens. You, you can't. Oh you, my god. You can't. Multi, look, look. Spaces. Fifty-four minutes. I was able to keep my attention. Cut me some slack. <laughs> busy guy. Busy guy. Let's go. Let's go. I, I was wondering what are some of the traditional fashion brands who already joined the Web three space, either through NFT issuing or maybe some uh, digital collectibles, wearables that inspire you the most. Uh, you look at them and you say, hey. I want to do the same work, but I really love how they're innovating the space. Oh, I love that. Such a, such a good question. So, yeah, I, I look up to a few projects, maybe not so much the traditional fashion industry, but the, the challengers who are really coming from the traditional Web2 industry into the Web3 industry and really challenging the way things are done. And as Amber mentioned, my profile picture is from a project called uh, Based Hits from Based AF, uh, who's, uh, from Robin, who was super massive. I am super massive on, on Twitter. And he was previously at Defiant. And he's a content maker. He comes from traditional agency content making, Web2 content making. And he's really became become the most, let's say, Web3 native content maker. He's challenging the way that we use technology, challenging the way that we narrate our stories. He just ran a marathon in the metaverse last Saturday. And right when he was about to finish, they, they, you know, they kind of, there's a whole concept around it. It's called karma is a bitch. Uh, he was raising money, but they had not raised the full money by that time. So he had to keep running and he just kept running for hours on end, like way longer than the whole marathon in the metaverse, just creating new content, a new, new form of uh, narratives, new, new way of uh, approaching uh, the way we connect to audiences and community building. So that to me is super inspiring. He's, he's definitely one of my role models. Uh, but then when we look further into the Web2 industry, I really love uh, Tim Sweeney from, uh, from Epic Games. You know, his, his vision of the so-called metaverse, they, they have the most tech ready. Uh, oh, they have the technology ready to actually build the so-called metaverse, which is Unreal Engine. And Unreal Engine will be uh, the same as how we see um, Microsoft Windows or Apple iOS. It's it's going to be the, the OS that we're going to be having a touch point in every single part of our lives. The mobile phones will disappear. Uh, AR will become thing. Uh, glasses will become AR and Unreal Engine will be to, to power that. And he, the way he thinks about a company, the way he thinks about uh, his employees, the way the vision he has and the way he challenges the traditional big tech companies is very inspiring. I was going to say that, like, I think that a lot of this in terms of actually you know, by identifying and wearing the, the digital fashion in real life, is going to come to a forefront when we have, you know, ways to see it all the time, like through digital, through the glasses, like AR um, vision that's coming, I think. And and, and that's very exciting. I, I know that we have, like, for example, 90DC. So we have, like, well, there's the NFC chips, which is sort of like the amalgamation of in real life with the tech right now. And then you've got the full virtual experience, which... I experienced for the first time, uh, you know, in spatial recently where I had to present and I had to choose what I was wearing on Ready Player Me and the whole, um, it, it, you really do start to experiment and think about what you could be wearing and moving out of your sort of 
comfort zone to starting to think about what would be my dream you know look who could I be what would that represent and it, it's fascinating just in terms of psychology and and how you can break out of any sort of preconceived notion or idea which I think is is very much what fashion um you know fashion creators and founders like you are, are really advocating for so there's so much more than just you know, this is this is just a brand. It's more. I, I I'm hearing from you know. I think that you both really just so inspiring the way you speak. That there's so much more beyond just fashion here. This is a movement. It's an ideal. It's a it's a way of thinking and believing. It's it's pushing creativity. It's pushing technology. And I think that's so exciting. Um, in in just from from my perspective. Um, that, that this is a movement far beyond, you know, uh, uh, an industry. Um, and also from the sustainability point, it's hugely interesting. So it's absolutely fascinating to hear um, the way you're the way you're putting this forward. And I had I, I really had no idea how meaningful and important the work that you're doing is. Thanks for the acknowledgement. Appreciate that very much. Thank you so much. Yeah, this means a lot. I mean, guys, it's an obvious fact for everyone who joined us today is that you're working hard to make sure that the whole space, the whole digital fashion is as acceptable as traditional fashion. And uh, all these big players from traditional world, they start looking at digital space, digital realm more and more seriously. And... Uh, just let us know, with all this hard work, there is still time when you're traveling to meet your community. There is still time when you're coming to all these big conferences, uh, all these big uh, events. I know that, for example, NFT Paris, shout out to our friends, uh, Com and Alexander, that is organized end of this February. I know that the whole of your team will be out there. Are you coming uh, there to present some of your upcoming drops, some of your upcoming events? Are you organizing any kind of digital uh, fashion event in Paris or where people can meet you next? Nice. Yes, NFT Paris, we will be there and several other uh, events as well. And yes, uh, good question. I don't know how much alpha I can give you, but there will be a digital fashion breakfast in Paris and uh, uh, don't know the details or can't give you the details just now. Let's but go. there will be a digital Let's fashion go. breakfast. And, and when we say breakfast, can be any time of the day. But it will be a digital we fashion know, breakfast. We know <laughs> the last digital fashion breakfast that we attended together with Hannah and Adriana was in London beginning of November uh, of last year. So we know how fancy, we know how energized these events are. So it was nice. one of my We're... favorite events and I got to try on lots of people's sunglasses. For sure. It was really sunny <laughs> and we kept taking selfies with really cool sunglasses to so bring it your was shades, amazing. guys. <laughs> I remember Adriana, so 
Adriana was uh, running to everyone to show the latest uh, air. I, I believe it was some kind of earrings uh, back then that you just launched the day before or so. So it was so cool, so good. So I cannot wait to meet all of you very soon in Paris. Uh, I should say that I enjoyed the space a lot. Not just uh, because of your energy, but actually... The fact that you acknowledge that we're still early, the fact that you acknowledge that uh, not that many brands are out there and you are eagering to change it. You are here, you are here to dare to change it, to make some innovation in the space, to put your time, put your effort. And uh, that's all thanks to you guys. That's all thanks to your belief, determination, motivation, as Hannah said. It's a way of thinking, it's a movement, it's much more than just one company or one industry, it's a whole space. So I want to say huge thank you for uh, being here today uh, on Origins XYZ, Carrie, Amber, uh, Adriana, who will most probably listen to the space later on. You are innovating the whole space, the whole movement. Thank you very much for that, guys. You're just amazing. I enjoyed this talk so much you are really really incredible i'm i have left the spaces so uber inspired and like just ready to dig in you know I, fashion is not my uh, main area at all in web3 but i am just so fascinated about what you're doing and the construct and how you're enabling uh, this creativity and technology and, and business structure. So it is unbelievable. You should be so proud of what you've achieved. And I can't wait to see what's coming from the fabricant. So watch this space, everyone. It's amazing. Any last words from you guys, this, this A team? Any last words? Yes, absolutely. And th thanks again for the acknowledgement. Appreciate it so much. Just last words. Uh, for me, 2023 will be the year of digital fashion. Even though 2022 was the year of digital fashion, 23 is just going to blow it uh, out even more. There's so, so much stuff coming up. So again, thanks so much for having us here. Thanks for the acknowledgement. Thanks for the excitement, you know, the passion. We really feel your support and it means a lot as well. We're a small team, but we're a power team and, you know, we're just pushing through. We're building fast. And we're all about value creation. Uh, so really appreciate being here in the space. Really appreciate for everybody listening. Uh, thanks so much. Yeah, You're thank definitely... you so, so much. Yeah, no, thank Go on, you so, Amber. so much. Crazy. Yeah, no, it's really like, it means so much also to be here and to, to hear your opinions. Obviously, it's our story, but, you know, like, you know, hearing that from you guys and like being able to share that and, you know, it's it's yeah, it's such a an honor for us to to be able to be here and share this with all of you. And yeah, my last words are just LFG. We love LFG. You. We love Woo! you very LFG. much. LFG guys, amazing. You're definitely a power team, and you definitely have a power community. All of people who joined us here today. Thank you very much. We hope that you enjoyed the spaces as much as we did. Once again, Kerry, Amber, thank you very much for joining us today. All the rest, make sure that you join us next Tuesday, as always, 2 p.m. GMT, Origins XYZ. We're going to have another wonderful guest, Mo from Ledger, Head of Community and Education. We're going to talk about security. We're going to talk about education in the space. 
thank you very much for being with us. Uh, you all are amazing and uh, have a one-of-a-kind Tuesday. See you guys. We love you. Bye. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you.